BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up? It's Doug Gottlieb's show live and direct from the city of Angels, Fox Sports Radio. I'm going to get to why Colin Kaepernick won't be a member of the Baltimore Ravens, even though it is the most likely destination for him in just a moment. First, though, let me get at uh, hack New York Post sports writer Mike Vaccaro, who just came at me, and now he's going to feel the wrath. Here's why. I've, um, I've simply retweeted out, uh, my thoughts and feelings and wonderment about the incredible accomplishments of Adrian Beltre that happened, uh, culminated Sunday when he got his 3,000th hit. I wondered aloud, 3,000 hit, guy whose production has not dropped off at all into his mid and now late 30s, being one member of the Texas Rangers, the one organization responsible for the most suspensions in Major League Baseball, granted Hitters Park, 
uh, but also a guy of Dominican background and a guy whose career home run numbers spiked in Dodger Stadium in a contract year. Was there the D. Gordon effect? Hey, a contract year? Do I do a couple things so my numbers spike? Or is he just elastic? Is he the one guy who can somehow defeat Father Time, who I was always told was undefeated? I offered up statistical data showing that there is a propensity for Dominican players to test positive for PEDs. I did not make it up. I did not do the research. I simply provided the context for the discussion, which, of course, spirals into Texas Ranger guy, you don't like us, which is spirals into Michael Young, former Texas Ranger. You don't know what you're talking about because he's an awesome guy, which spirals into Mike Vaccaro, who says also if one college basketball player steals his roommate's credit cards, then all college athletes are thieves. First of all, Mike, could you at least get the story right? I never stole my roommate's credit cards. It was 20 years ago. And, oh, yeah, by the way, if there was a litany of thieves, of thievery from college athletes at one school or throughout all of college basketball, throughout all of college sports, college basketball players were doing something, and there was a higher statistical – it wasn't a statistical anomaly, right? There, was, there were stats to point out that basketball players or football players or baseball players are more likely to steal or more likely to rape or more likely to – commit some sort of crime, then yeah, we would we would wonder aloud if all basketball players are doing this. And oh yeah, by the way, if you're going to get the story right, let's get it right. Guys like Mike Maccaro, guys like other sports writers that didn't have the balls to point out that these guys were using steroids in the 90s were one of the, in early 21st century, were the reason we got here to begin with. The problem is not me. The problem is guys like you who didn't question, hey, how is Sammy Sosa gone from a platoon player to the most dangerous home run hitter in all of sport? Like, look, I think Rick Riley kind of looked like a clown when he went to ESPN. I think there's some things that he did that were really clownish. But you know what? Best thing he ever did was he brought a cup and gave it to Sammy Sosa and said, why don't you pee in it if you're really not using anything? And we made fun of Rick Riley, and he was right! So, Mike Vaccaro, one, get the story right. Two, take some sort of accountability for the steroid era, which you and many of your brethren look the other way. Come at the king, you best not miss. All right, let's get to Colin Kaepernick. What you read would lead you to believe the Baltimore Ravens are a friendly home for him. And I have said time and again, if there's a place to which he can play in the NFL, when you have Greg Roman in the offensive room, who he played for as offensive coordinator with the, with the Niners, if you have John Harbaugh, who he has a long-standing relationship with and played for his brother, and you have a team who's coming off a disappointing season with a quarterback coming off an ACL and now a back injury, you're going to need a viable backup. You're going to need somebody uh, to take some snaps. And then you have an owner that's like, well, I don't know. we got a crowdsource here. Do we want him? They're obviously thinking about it, it seems. And when you read the quotes, like, man, that would be a – that would be a, a welcome place for him. I have a quote which will end any of this speculation. Again, I don't make this, I don't determine whether or not the league wants him. The league determines whether or not the league. The, the value of a player in the eyes of the NFL are simply established by the NFL, nobody else. Terrell Suggs, hell yeah, if he's going to help us win, we have no issue. Not in this locker room, hell yeah, we want him. Ladarius Webb, I'd love to have him challenge some other quarterbacks. We all know Joe is our guy. We love Mallet, But, yeah, we would all love competition around here to make everybody better. Let's hear from Joe Flacco. 
Last week he said, I'd like to see Colin back in the NFL at some point. Maybe get another shot to be a starter. I wouldn't like that to be here. I don't want him to get another shot to be a starter here, but yeah, he can come here, have some fun. I think it would be a good spot for him. That is not a resounding, come on, dude, we want competition at quarterback. Joe Flacco has already fought off people who have said, is he really elite for years? Joe Flacco was not great last year. Joe Flacco does have a bad back, did hurt his knee two years ago, and he is working for an offensive coordinator that he has not seen postseason success with. The last thing he wants is a quarterback that has, a, that has success in the postseason to come in and give him competition. Nobody, like This is not linebacker where you can put a couple out in the field. This is not high school where, hey, man, best guy wins. This is the NFL. The guy who, at the time he signed his contract, signed the biggest contract in the history of the NFL after winning a Super Bowl, does not want Colin Kaepernick, whom T. Sizzle's like, yo, if he can help us win, he helps us win. Because you know what that morphs into? Week four, week five, Flacco's back's hurting, his knee's still not right, the offense isn't matriculating the ball down the football field, and you know, why don't we give Colin Kaepernick a shot? You know who doesn't want that? Joe Flacco. And you know what you want to be a guy to be supremely self-confident? Joe Flacco. So all these quotes sound great. Man, we want him in here with a welcome place. Yeah, competition. By the way, they're talking about competition not at their position. It's not like Terrell Suggs is like, oh, wait, competition in my spot? No, no, no. Competition in offense? Sure, fine, whatever. Ladarius Webb, yeah. We'd love to challenge some, other, some of our other quarterbacks. Remember, Kaepernick wants to be a starter. And I would grant you that all quarterbacks want to be a starter. Otherwise, there's something wrong with their wiring. And he's probably talented enough to beat out Ryan Mallett and be that backup. But that's not what he wants. Flacco knows that's not what he wants. And Flacco doesn't want him sitting there chopping at the bit. And any portion of the population, any portion of Raven Nation saying, you know, maybe we should give Colin a shot. No starting quarterback wants that. And so while it makes sense on paper because he has rabbis in the room, he has people like John Harbaugh through Jim Harbaugh, like Greg Roman, and others on the defensive side of the ball be like, yo, man, give him a shot. Why not? The only voice that really matters is Joe Flacco. He's your guy. He's your franchise quarterback. He's your Super Bowl winning quarterback. And he's like, I'd love for him to get a shot. Just not here. It's the nicest compliment in the world, but it really isn't a resounding, bring him aboard. Let's go and spin it and see who's better. That ain't the way it works. Uh, by the way, uh, I've been called now a xenophobe by, um, by Bamani Jones. Yeah. Well, look, Bamani has, if in his, in his st- stack of 52 cards, you know, instead of having four aces and four deuces and four threes... Those are there's a lot more race cards in there to play in Bamani's deck of cards. And xenophobe is a nice way of saying you're a racist, which I'm not, uh, because since 2005, 54 players have been suspended in Major League Baseball. Twenty of them are from the Dominican Republic. But I'm the racist for pointing out a stat and wondering aloud if what we're seeing is reality. That's all I'm asking. Right? That's all I'm asking, because that's what really smart people do. They question things. They question things, especially when we have a history of falling into that trap. It's no different than when you see a preacher on Sunday morning, right? Or you hear a preacher on the radio, like, man, I like this guy. But you start to wonder, 
is this guy shaking down his congregation so that he can drive the Lord's Mercedes-Benz? That's not my Mercedes-Benz. That's the Lord's Mercedes-Benz. Right? You hear preachers sleeping with their flock, and you start to wonder, is this guy for real? I want to believe. I want to believe that it's the real, complete deal, that Adrian Beltre comes out of the steroid era and is clean as a whistle, and that he's maintained his body, he's maintained his focus, he's gone from dead ballparks like Dodger Stadium and Safeco into a live ballpark like Ranger Park, and he's continued to not have any sort of drop-off into his mid or late 30s. But I'm not allowed to wonder aloud? Okay. That's xenophobia when you have stats to help you wonder aloud. I'm that guy. Sometimes when you're young, you'll say something you think is really, really smart. Really, really good. But the fact is, um, youth is wasted on the young. I'll explain upcoming next. If you're looking to sell your car, there's now a new, better way to do it with True Car. It's fast, it's easy, and it's the best way to price your car from the comfort of home. When you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out truecar.com slash trade today. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, some guy named Jonathan Wagner. Everything uh, has been said, I'd want to say. Terrible journalism. I'd like to see you throw out a first pitch, bet 50% put you to shame. Okay, uh, first of all, I'm not a journalist. I'm not I'm a sports radio host. I'm a journalist. If I do a if I write a piece uh to which you have to have good journalism or if I'm investigating something, it's journalism. I'm sorry that you're not understanding of what I'm asking, what I'm saying. Let me speak in clear sentences. No one has ever said Adrian Beltre is unequivocally a juicer. Pudge Rodriguez was a juicer. Uh, me, like most people think, Piazza was a juicer, right? Um, Roger Clemens was a juicer. Barry Bonds was a juicer. But when I see Adrian Beltre in his late 30s have no drop-off in production, like, I've been through my late 30s. Um, I like, I hope my wife wouldn't say the same, but there's been some drop-off in production, eh, all right? You know what I'm saying? Listen, it's father time, undefeated. And then when you factor in some of the other markers, you have to wonder aloud. Big spike early in his career during contract year. Otherwise, the numbers now are consistent or even a little bit better than when he was in his 20s. Doesn't seem to make sense. Like players are not fine wines. What's changed in baseball is when you took greenies out as well as steroids and PEDs out, generally the drop-off was quick and substantial once they got to their 30s. I'm not making this up. There's a reason that rosters are compiled of younger and younger players. There's a reason that the free agency market isn't as, uh, uh, isn't as well regarded as it was in the past, especially for hitters, but even for pitchers. You can't cheat Father Time. But throwing out a first, well, I, I don't understand. I'd like to see you throw out a first pitch. I throw out a first pitch at the Big A. You guys know this. Um, it uh, One of the bullpen catchers caught it. He asked me if I could hang around and stay in the bullpen and maybe give Sosha an inning or two that night. I, just, I told him I had dinner plans, so I could not. Um, even if I couldn't throw out a first pitch, which I can, even if I threw 95 or threw 65, it doesn't, that, 
has nothing to do with the basis of the argument, which is, look, there's a high density of positive tests coming from players who are from the Dominican Republic. He's now the most decorated and successful player in the DR, and we've seen no drop-off in his 30s. He's for the plans for the Texas Rangers that have had five players suspended since 2005, more so than any other team. I'm just wondering. That's it. That's not journalism. That's sports radio. We speculate. We wonder. We wonder whether I, I don't know where Kyrie Irving's going to go, but I speculate. I wonder. I don't know what happens with LeBron James, if LeBron James changes. But one of the things I do when I wonder if LeBron James moves to the Lakers, can he win a championship in his first year? Why do I wonder that? Well, when he went to Miami, he didn't win a championship in his first year. When he went to Cleveland, he didn't win a championship in his first year. He goes to Lakers. If he doesn't win a championship in his first year, now he's 35 years old. See, I have actual stats and data to point out a certain part of the argument, which is exactly the same as PEDs. Just because you like Adrian Beltre, he seems like a good dude and a really good player and he, he's like some star that we didn't recognize or something. Okay. I've been fooled before by other guys. Like, David Ortiz got popped for PEDs. To this day, he's like, I don't know what I tested positive for. Okay, well, why don't you just show us the positive test? Show us your physical from that year. Then we can tell you. You can tell us where you got it from. Like, oh, suddenly, okay. You know, like, how much do you believe Adrian Beltre? I don't know, but... Aaron Rodgers believed Ryan Braun to the point where he was willing to wager his salary on Twitter with some fan. You remember that? Right? They own a restaurant together. He's like, this is my dude. No way. Ryan Braun was like, no way. He got some guy from FedEx fired. We have him from the collection agency or whatever. And Ryan Braun was a phony. He was a fraud. Even if you do know, even if you do know Adrian Beltre, like you don't know Adrian Beltre as well as Aaron Rodgers knows Ryan Braun, and even Aaron Rodgers, who knew Ryan Braun well, was fooled. That's the part. Like, Lance Armstrong was, he had, how many people had Liz Strong bracelets? I did. Right? And what'd you tell yourself? No way a dude who survives cancer. No way. He beat cancer. There's no way he would dope. Okay, either Lance Armstrong was the greatest athlete of all time because he went from not winning a tour to winning seven tours and everybody on the tour was doping. Like, he's not doping, everybody else is, and coming off of cancer, he beats everybody. Or he was just the best doper of the dopers. That's all. But we got so tied with the dude. Look what he does for cancer. He beat cancer. He's only got one nut, dude. He's awesome. Like, he's our guy. He's from Texas. He's dating Cheryl Crow. He's awesome. Like, okay, he might be awesome. Or... And there could be an and to it. Adrian Beltre could be the greatest player ever. David Ortiz could be the greatest guy ever. Andy Pettit, by all accounts, is a great human being. Andy Pettit was a doper. Pudge Rodriguez, beloved baseball player. Doper. Like, just because you uh, risk the validity of your stats, okay, and you're willing, you know, you're willing to risk everything for $20 million, $30 million more in your career, $50 million more career, doesn't make you the worst human, doesn't make you a bad human being. It means put somebody who who values money for your family, for your kids, for your, I mean, frankly, it's grandkid, generational changing money that these guys made. Like, that doesn't make you the worst human being on earth. Makes you flawed. Well, we're all flawed.
We're all flawed. Um, there's an expression, youth is wasted on the young. Jamal Adams is young. He's 21 years old. And uh, he, um, he said this at Jets camp. I can speak for a lot of guys that play the game. Um, you know, we live and breathe, and this is what this is what we're so passionate about. Um, literally, I would, if I had a perfect place to die, I would die on the field. I would be at peace. Yeah. I would be at peace, and, and that's not that's not a lie. Like, I would die, die you, on the it's field. It's so much sacrifice that we go through um, as a team, and just yeah. just connecting as one and winning ball games. It's nothing like playing the game of football. Nothing. There's nothing like playing the game of football. There's also nothing like um, having children. There's nothing like ha- watching those children graduate from any different level: kindergarten, elementary, junior high school, high school. Um, there's nothing like. Kissing a girl for the first time, meeting the woman of your dreams, having grandkids, I'm sure, is amazing. Like, all of these things. Like, if one place I can pick to die is on a football field. Like, that's one of those ones, like, at the moment, like, yeah! You're like, that's actually probably the dumbest statement ever. I love, I've said that, I love basketball, man. Love it. Love, 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 love hoops. And I wouldn't mind going on a basketball court when I'm, like, 96. Right? Like if I was playing against my great-grandkids and I was going to die the next day of cancer or something like that, right? Or like my life was just in the expired. I played one last pickup game at like 96 years old and I had I'd gone through, checked the box of like every different thing I want to do in life. Like, yeah, it's not bad. Right? It's not bad. Um, it's just that he's 21 years old. He doesn't know anything. So I'd like to be critical of him, but he's he's not smart enough to know what he doesn't know. Right? The really smart people know enough to know what they don't know. People who are young and not as intelligent don't know what they don't know and don't want to learn what they don't know. You know? And then there's this. Um, Justin Sturzelik. Because I'm tight. Strelzik. The wife of former... Pittsburgh Steelers offensive lineman Justin Strelzik criticized comments made by Jamal Adams that were interpreted as being insensitive towards CTE. Quote, I don't even know what to say. This guy Adams doesn't know what's coming down the pipeline. He has no idea what somebody with CTE is like. Okay, did he mention CTE? Did I I miss that? Like, we're so sensitive. This is actually not that far afield from the Adrian Beltre discussion, right? I never said... He unequivocally used the juice or bole or cream or whatever else they're doing because whoever they're doing, they're probably one step ahead of the testing. I simply wonder aloud, hey, there's some things there that which, like, man, it's really impressive what he's been able to do in his 30s, I wonder. But what it's taken, what the context becomes is I'm accusing a guy with no knowledge of and somehow, what does it, Bamani Jones call me, a xenophobe? Look, I'm impressed by anybody who can use a word that starts with an X in a sentence and use it correctly. I'm like, I, that's great. Because I do remember a xylophone was an X and Xavier, xenophobe, I haven't been called before, but it's a new one to me. And it's impressive that Bamani, who has an impressive vocabulary to begin with, is able to basically call me a racist without calling me a racist using the word xenophobe. That's cool. Um, but that's not being a xenophobe. Just like this is not somehow, Jamal Adams said something stupid, but he didn't bring up anything about CTE. He didn't say, if I'm going to suffer brain damage, I hope it's on a football field. 
Right? That's not what he said. He's like, he just, he got caught up in the moment. Like, yeah, if I'm going to die anywhere, I'm going to die right here. Like, that's one of those things that sounds good. And then you stop and go like, did I really say that? 35-year-old Jamal Adams is going to look back at 21. He's 21 years old. 21-year-old Jamal Adams. And be like, yo, dude, did you really say that? Yeah, yeah. 35 is so much better than 21. I'm 41 years old. I can tell you, like, I love, I had a really good teenage, teenage years. 20s were great. 30s were great. Like, they just, you keep getting more experience and more interesting thing and meet more interesting people and you have different perspective on stuff. And even when stuff goes, things go bad at work or things don't go your way in politics or in life, like, all of these experiences make you wiser and make you appreciate your time on this planet. But he's 21. He doesn't know anything. And Justin Strelzik's wife, God bless uh, Kiana McMahon. You know, she went through hell. Nine months after they divorced, Strelzik died in a fiery head-on crash with a tanker truck. He led uh, state troopers in a 40-mile highway chase. Like, he had CT. It was bad. Her pain, her anguish over her husband going through, her ex-husband going through CTE in no way relates to Jamal Adams being a young, immature idiot. Martellus Bennett, I hope all these young cats are willing to die for the game, find a higher purpose in life. It's well put. Like, I love football. You want to die out there? Like, nah. That's like one of those things you say, but you don't really mean. Yeah, man, I could die anywhere to be a football feed. Like, you really mean that? Like, yeah. Really? Not really. I love my job. This is a great job. Get to talk junk, talk sports, catch up my boys. Ramos is like the happiest, nicest guy in the world. Music knows exactly how to push my buttons and get me talking about things. Cindy Katz books the show. Yeah, great stuff. Rob Ninkovich coming up. Like, I agree. You want to die right there on radio? Nope. Nope. I want to die on a beach, late 90s, maybe in my, maybe hit triple digits, grandkids running around. Nope. I, nope. Oh, I want to die here. Uh, I can think of one place to go. Like, I can't. Not the place I go. Fiji. That's the place. Fiji, surrounded by like beautiful, beautiful women and children and all that stuff. Yeah. Let's, let's have a real dream here. Like, um, was it Paul Walker? Remember Paul Walker died tragically in a racing his Porsche, a million dollar Porsche on a the street. There's an irony to it, right? Guy in a movie, Fast and the Furious, dies in a fiery crash, real crash scene. Like, oh, I've heard people, oh, if Paul Walker could go anywhere, it'd be right there. Like, no, he would not. No. No, he didn't make all that money so that he could just, like, die in a fiery crash and not, no. There's no, ch- Paul, <laughs> Paul Walker sitting up there, hopefully the pearly gates be like, nah, dude, I would so much rather be down there right now. Starring in movies, driving those cars. No. No, thanks. Two, two-time Super Bowl champion Rob Ninkovich is going to join us upcoming next. Why did he walk away? He had some in the tank. We'll ask him after we find out what's trending. Rob Ninkovich is going to join us. He just retired after 11 seasons, right? Won two Super Bowls with the New England Patriots. And... Uh, uh, Bill Belichick said uh, it was mixed emotions when he heard it. He's 33 years old. Uh, Ninkovich has gone, kind of gone through. If you saw the retirement press conference, like all the defense showed up. Super respected guy. But here would be my take on um, 
on Ninkovich. Okay, so what round was he drafted in, boys? You aware? Don't look it up. Do you remember him? Probably don't remember him. I don't remember him at Purdue. It was back when Purdue used to be a good football program. Do you guys know what led to Purdue? I think he was on the Kyle Orton team. Kyle Orton was their quarterback. They were undefeated. Uh, he tried to scramble and make a play against uh, it was Wisconsin or Ohio State. Big fumble, and like that Purdue team collapsed. Struggled the rest of the year, and Joe Tiller never again had a Kyle Orton or Drew Brees as that. The, the league kind of adjusted to their style. They were the first ones to come into the uh, come into college, come into the Big Ten and start throwing the ball around 50 times a game when they had Drew Brees. Anyway, uh, like Purdue at the time was competing atop the Big Ten. Ninkovich was there at the time. But fifth-round draft pick. And so here's the way you kind of look at it. I don't think he's a – he's not going to be a Hall of Famer, right? Uh, really? No. I mean, he was – he was a very good college football player. He was never an all-pro. I don't think he was ever even a Pro Bowl. But the way to look at it is like this. Like my 17th wedding anniversary is upcoming. Today's the first? 12 days. Or 11 days. Yeah, it's on the 12th. It's 11 days, right? You don't count the day. You're, it's like when you're sitting at the stoplight and people just go, yeah, you go six lights up and you take a right. This is back before we had phones. We used to ask for people for directions. Actually, guys wouldn't ask for directions. Women wouldn't ask for directions. Guys be like, no, no, I know I'm going. Anyway, six likes up, go to the right. Do I count the light that I'm at when I'm speaking to you? The answer is no. So anyway, in 11 days on August 12th is my 17th wedding anniversary. And I had a buddy, his name is Pete Genesini over at ESPN. We, have the, we share the same anniversary. And he, would send, he sends me a note every year. Uh, congrats. I don't know what year it is, but whatever year it is, you hit the over, right? It's like, eh, 17, do you make it to 50? I don't know, but you hit the over in, in marriage, and I, I hit the bonus with, with my wife. So whatever Rob Ninkovich, whatever you think of his career, he hit the over. Like What he was able to get out of his body, what he was able to get out of himself in the NFL is greater than anybody could have possibly thought likely when he was a fifth-round pick out of Purdue Back in 2006. Which is really like the greatest compliment you can give to people. Music, I wanted you to come uh, to UFC 214 Saturday night. Probably should ask Ramos. I just had, I got a second ticket at a very, very late moment. But one of the things I determined is, what's the, do you guys know who the ring announcer was for UFC 214? Can you guys look that up? The guy who he does the it's not it's not like a Michael Buffer type thing. He was amazing, and at some point I'd like him to either introduce me every day when I walk into the building, or just once on radio, and then we record it and run it back. I mean, he was unbelievable, unbelievable. I mean, the way in which he made all of these fighters seem and feel like that's all you could ever hope in, for in life is somebody friends relationship, bosses that make you, it was Bruce Buffer? Bruce Buffer was, he was amazing. Bruce Buffer had his A game on Saturday night. Do, do, Bruce Buffer has to live close, right? But one, no chance his name's actually Bruce Buffer. It's like probably Bruce Lowenstein or something like that, right? And he's got to live in the Valley. He's got to live really close to here. And I, I want him once in my life to introduce me. It was, he was amazing. 
That was the thing that jumped out at me. I was like, he is amazing. He's amazing. Amazing. According to the always credible Wikipedia, Bruce Anthony Buffer, born Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma? His name is really Buffer? According to Wikipedia. Huh. Really? His name is, does he live in the valley? He's got to live in the valley. <laughs> Undisputed, undefeated, light heavyweight champion of the world, Daniel DC. I was like, dude, I want to fight. And then I was like, nah, I really don't want to fight John Jones. No, thanks. But for a moment there, I was like, "It was he's amazing. He's amazing. Uh, once in your life, you have to, I, every person has to be introduced by Bruce Buffer. That's, that's my new, that's, I have a new life goals, right? Like life goals were marry a woman that's much better looking than my level. Did that, accomplished that, impregnated her three times, right? College scholarship, done. Professional basketball, done. National radio show, done. Do, do TV sports, done. College basketball TV, done. Final Four, done. Selection Sunday, done. Move the Fox in L.A., done, done. Back in Orange County, done. All those things, done. New life goals, okay? I like to maintain as much hair as possible into the 40s. Possibility. Okay? And I would like to be introduced by Bruce Buffer at some point. Matter of fact, uh, if we're still doing this at my 50th birthday, so I want a 50th birthday party. Everybody I know, and only the people I like, which is like 10 people. No, there's going to be lots of people. Big birthday party, okay? And then I'm going to arrive um, a little bit late, and I'm going to be introduced by Bruce Buffer. It'd be amazing. I mean, I wish I knew him like my 40th birthday. I just, I celebrated at home with my kids. But even they would have been impressed. <laughs> it was amazing. That guy is so good at his job. It's crazy. Massive, massive respect for Bruce Buffer. Massive respect. One time in my life. And then I want Ramos to be introduced by Bruce Buffer. Do you have any idea what he would would probably charge for his services? I have no idea. It's got to be thousands. It's got to be a lot. And we can research it. I'm sure there's somebody that knows. Like, what what does a Bruce Buffer make? I don't know, but I'm like, this is, there's no, like, a lot of times I'm sarcastic and I... I don't like to kiss people's behinds. Like, he was awesome. He was awesome. I was like, I, I want that guy to introduce me. I, you know what I want? I want, like, sometime, like, you know, you had date night with your wife, and she kind of takes it for granted that you took her out. And you're like, hey, like, hold on, wait, you, you know who you're dealing with. Hold on, Bruce. And then he introduced you, and, like, all of a sudden she's like, well, I'm kind of with somebody special. Bruce Buffer was amazing. Once in my life. I'm going to get that done. We'll find out how much uh, Bruce Buffer charges. Plus, Cam Chancellor held out two years ago. Now he got paid. Who does he make more than? Find out upcoming next. When you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out truecar.com slash trade. And check it out today. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. This is how we do it. It's Friday night. Montel Jordan, right? Montel Jordan? That's affirmative. It's Montel Jordan. Also had Return of the Mac, I believe. Those are the only two things I know about Montel Jordan. Uh, with that, we dig into my sack. Let's reach into Godlieb's sack. <laughs> 
Mark Morrison. That's right, Mark Morrison. My bad. Uh, buyer, somebody named uh, Stacy Gostulius, who writes about baseball for Baseball Pro, FanRag, now tweeting me. They're basically accusing Adrian Beltre of taking steroids. No, 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 not even basically. Simply wondering about the uh, non-drop-off in production in the 30s. You cover baseball, you should ask yourself the same question. Uh, So we don't make the same mistakes twice. That's like what smart people do. What was it? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right? What is the matter with these writers? They're like, I don't, did not do it. Like, we, uh, it just happened like 15 years ago. We were all like, home run chase, home run chase, home run chase. 17 years ago, actually. I remember. 18 years ago. What do you got there, um, Buyer. Buyer? Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Rob Ninkovich. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I, actually, I do. I'm just going to move him till about 13 minutes from now. Is that cool? Rob Ninkovich is going to join us? Let's, uh, let's see what... Uh... Do you remember when Purdue was good in football? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the Orton play? Yeah, against Wisconsin. Yep. The yeah. helicopter? Was that a helicopter play? Did he try to helicopter? He, was a, he do- tried to dive, dive for... Dive, yeah. Did you say uh, dove or did you say dived? I, I think I said dive. Yeah, I think I'd go dive. No, dived. I, no, dived. But you yeah, say like dived, dived or yeah. dove. I said dived. Okay, yeah. I'm just I, I don't know if what what's I think dived is actually the correct way, even though dove Byer. feels like the right way. All right, what do you got, Byer? What's the game today? I use dove soap. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got just got paid. Oh, this one's just take the dust paid. off of this one. Just got paid. Yeah. Well, we know Cam Chancellor pocket. just got paid. Feel re- all right. Sorry about that. No, that's all right. Another 90s song. Uh, yeah, I also like the NSYNC cover of uh, of Just Got Paid. Nice. Buyer. Cam Chancellor is going to get a three-year extension worth $36 million. So in that extension, Doug, it's going to average out to about $12 million per season. Okay? Three, 36, average. Yeah. That's not that hard of math. Okay. So let's find out if Cam Chancellor makes more or less than these players players with the the line being 12 million dollars so i'll give you the player you tell me if cam or that player actually makes more okay okay Okay. all right let's start let's start out with the national football league packers wide receiver jordy nelson does cam chancellor more cam chancellor yes cam chancellor does make more than jordy nelson jordy nelson 9.25 million dollars so cam chancellor would pass that easily with this 12 million let's jump into major league baseball what about giants pitcher madison bumgarner who makes more uh bumgarner no actually on an average salary madison bumgarner makes 11.6 million dollars in the 2017-2018 uh, season wow, so yeah yeah uh, but but uh, nfl players aren't they don't get big contracts they, they, they anyway go ahead no that's all right 20 i should say the 2017 season that's where we are the nba is a 2017-2018 season so let's move there what about lakers guard jordan clarkson does cam chancellor and his 12 million dollars a year make more or less than jordan clarkson who makes more or less Jordan Clarkson. He makes slightly more. No, it's Cam Chancellor who makes slightly more. Jordan Clarkson at $11.5 million. Cam Chancellor at $12 million. What about Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones? He makes less. You know your NFL, Doug. $11.5 million for the Falcons wide out. 
Let's jump back to Major League Baseball. Indians closer Andrew Miller. Mm, less. Doug's on a streak. Cam Cam would make more than Andrew Miller if that's what you meant. $12 million to Andrew Miller's $9 million. How about back into the NBA? Pistons forward Tobias Harris. Does Cam Chancellor make more or less? Less. Oh, you know that. $16 million for Tobias Harris. Some of these names are crazy. What about Cubs outfielder Jason Hayward? Oh, he makes less. Cam does or Jason Hayward? Cam makes less. Oh, yes, you know that. The reason I brought it up, because Jason Hayward's contract is so ridiculous. It's, te- it's terrible. It's the greatest thing ever for the, for the St. Louis Cardinals, right? He's it, got, a, got a hole in his swing. Great guy. Good fielder. Got a hole in his swing. Never going to live up to that. You can't give him the, the money he makes for he's a he's an eighth hitter. He's an, he's an eighth hitter on a good team. $26 million. I just brought it up for that fact. Okay, who makes more, Cam Chancellor or Rams wide receiver Tavon Austin? Cam Chancellor. Wow. Ah, Tavon Austin making $15 million this upcoming season compared to just Cam's uh, 12. That's, Final that, that's one. not money well spent by the Rams, by the way. <laughs> for, Final. For, a scat, for a scat wide receiver. <laughs> You came too small to even see and get the ball to. I may be giving away the answer by doing this, okay? But Hawk Center, Miles Plumley, okay? Who makes more? Atlanta Hawk Center, Miles Plumley, or Seahawk Safety, Cam Chancellor? Atlanta Hawk Center, who? Miles Plumley. Miles Plumley. Miles Plumley. That is correct. $12.4 million for the next upcoming NBA season, while Cam Chancellor will make $12 million per season in his new extension. And that's what's in my set. That was Gottlieb's sack. Here's, here's a fun fact. Do you guys know the Fal- the uh, Atlanta Hawks have made the playoffs 10 consecutive years? you guys know that? No. Well, De- a decade straight. Did you know that they're probably the worst team in the NBA now? They have <laughs> No, I mean it. They have, gone, they have gone to straight tank mode, and like nobody has mentioned it. Nobody's paying attention to it. From a team that made the made the Eastern Conference Finals a couple like three, four, three years ago, and now they've gone from ten consecutive years to they are completely dumping things. Uh, ooh, a Texas Ranger calls me out because I didn't play in the major leagues. Okay, and Rob Ninkovich joins us next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. What up? It's the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the city of angels. Um, yeah, Jamal Adams said something really, really stupid, but he's 21 years old. Who didn't say stupid things when they're 21 years old? He also did not say anything about CTs. So don't freak out when he said, uh, you know, well, I could die anywhere. I'd be right here in a football field. Yeah, that's a, that's a hard pass. Rob Ninkovich is going to join us in a moment. He's Super Bowl champion. I'm guessing that he probably agrees with me, right? Love football. Football's a huge part of your life, but you don't want to die in a football field. We'll ask him about uh, about walking away. The uh, Baltimore Ravens have still not signed Colin Kaepernick, and um, I read you a quote from Joe Flacco that, to me, says they're not going to sign him. Uh, we'll get into that. Dodgers continue to kind of pile on to the rest of baseball. Like, yeah, we know we're like 40-something, 43 games above 500. We're good. You know what we're going to do? We're going to go add the best arm available. And now the Yankees and Red Sox are like, they're the Warriors. No, they're the Warriors. No, they're the Warriors. Like, Dave, wait to hear what Dave Dombrowski had to say about the New York Yankees. Of all people to question somebody else adding salary and adding personnel, Dave Dombrowski. 
Like Dave Dombrowski buys. He's he's a Nordy's shopper. And those Nordy's is Nordstrom's anniversary still still going on. But Nordstrom is like super super high end. You go back to Miami, and we back with the Marlins, Detroit, and now with the Red Sox. Like that dude does not shop on the discount rack like the rest of us. He's not going to Nordstrom rack. He's not going to Ross. Right. He's going to Nordy's and 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 as soon as things come available. Um. Let's uh. I mean, like, look, Dave Dombrowski came out and was like, oh, the Yankees, they add, they go and add, um, they go and add a, a, you know, a great arm. And so the Yankees somehow are the Warriors, right? That was actually uttered by Dave Dombrowski. That's a weird one to me. It's a super weird one to me. Like, this is Dave Dombrowski who, hey, remind me, did they go get Chris Sale in the offseason? They did. They did. David Price, right? Pretty high, high end talent, right? When he was in Detroit, like, weren't they the ones, Justin Verlander, biggest contract in baseball for a pitcher at the time? That was him, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, you go back and you look at wherever he's been, that's a guy that has paid top dollar for top talent. And, like, it's kind of no secret. Like, I spend money. That's what it is. He's basically like, you roll up on a woman who drives a Range Rover and has, you know, has a Louis bag and has beautiful heels and a beautiful dress. And then like, you're like, hey, you know what? I'm going to take you shopping. Don't expect her to go anywhere other than like high-end retail. Like, look, I'm high maintenance. That's who I am. That's who, that's who Dave Dombrowski is. Dave Dombrowski is not nickel and diming you like, frankly, like the A's will or like other organizations will. You hire him, you know. That's exactly what they're going after. So um, I'm fascinated by what happens with the Yankees now. We knew they needed to add arms, and they did. And uh, they're a team that, whew, you look at what they've been able to put together. They did change their lineup. They've won seven of the last eight. Matt Holiday, who I've, I think is going to join us at half past the hour. He's, he, he was going to join us in 15 minutes, and then he's like, I got to stretch in 15 minutes. He's going to join us half past the hour. They move Holiday down to fifth. You guys see he had an allergic reaction in Oakland. It cost him a couple weeks. This is a guy, the low point of his career was Oakland. So maybe he's just allergic to Oakland. I'm not really sure. <laughs> and then, you know, Sonny Gray's going to come over. First thing he's going to put his arm around and go like, I've been there, brother. I've been there. So we'll catch up with Matt Holiday half past the hour. But Yankees now first place in the AL East, 57 and 47, and loading up for Bear getting Sonny Gray as they're starting to get healthy. Um. They got a six-guy six rotation right now, and you added Sonny Gray in. And then you have the Dodgers, who have, what, seven starters now? Literally, they got seven starters. Like, yeah, we got the highest payroll. That's okay. We're going to add you, Darvish. Sure, why not? It's an embarrassment of riches is what the Dodgers have. And, like, not all teams, it's not always the right time to go all in. Perfect example is last year, the, the remark, most remarkable story in baseball to me is what the Yankees have done in the last six months. Like, you go back to this time last year, and people are like, wow, they're just selling off people. Remember, they, Teixeira retired early, then they basically forced A-Rod to retire early, then they trade away Andrew Miller, they trade away um, uh, Araldis Chapman, who they end up getting back, and they just went and loaded up on prospects, prospects, prospects. Let's, re- let's reload our, our farm system. Then they call up, I mean, Aaron Judge got called up last year and didn't do anything. 
but some of the call-ups really did and, and obviously performed quite well. I mean, you go back to last year, and, uh, and by the way, Judge just hit his, what was it, 34th home run last night? It was 34th, 34th home run. But, you know, last year was all about Sanchez and what he was able to do. Gary Sanchez comes in, and there was like 19 home runs in like 46 games or something like that. I mean, you know, now they've added Frazier, Judge, Sanchez. And in one year, they've gone from, hey, let's sell off. They got Chapman back. And now you get Sonny Gray, and now they're in first place in the AL East. All right, let's turn to the National Football League. Rob Ninkovich won a Super Bowl in his last game in uh, arguably, or maybe inarguably, the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. He's called it a career. He's kind enough to call in and join us here on Fox Sports Radio. Rob, how are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? I just did a little car wash there at ESPN, so it was, it was definitely a fun fun time. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate you joining us here at Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, so why? Why now? Why, why walk away now? Well, I've said a lot of football. Uh, you know, 11 years as a defensive end and a linebacker is a long time. So I just had to uh, be honest with myself, look myself in the mirror, um, I got a four-year-old girl, one-year-old boy. I just had to think about them and uh, just how my body was feeling. So the best the best choice for me was to um, go out on my terms and go out a champion. Not many people that uh, get to say that they have won their last game of their career that they're ever going to play and they won a championship. Yeah, I mean, it's a, but that's a hard thing. Like, everybody says they want to go out on top. How hard was it really to walk away and not – the allure of hey, we can go do it again, right? Like Brady could have walked out well, you, on top. You know, you know the you know the bank robber who gets away scot free and goes back just that one more time. Yeah, always gets caught. And then they, and then they get put away. You know, like for me, I was like, I'm gonna go out on top, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have anything that could possibly affect me, you know, long term. So like my knee or back or something that you look back on, and you're like, man, I should have just walked away with that Super Bowl ring. You know, enjoyed my life. What about the What about the New York Times article last week that that had the was it 111 brains, 110 of them donated to science, uh, had CT. I think, I think you know, th- th- there's a lot more research that needs to go into that. Um, you look at the, the the broad number of of men who have played football versus the general public, um, and there just has to be more research on it. I'm not a scientist, and you know, I, I just think that as a whole. Um, you know, the number of people that were dealing with family members with an issue knew something was wrong, so then they they wanted to find out what was wrong. So uh, I think as, as the numbers um, could be skewed based on that. But, you know, I'm, I'm a realist. I, I, I live um, – I think about consequences, and I, I live to the fullest, and I try to, to do the best that I can with the time that, that I have. And we don't know how long we have, you know – each and every one of us, we're all going, but we don't know when. So for me, it's live life to the fullest, enjoy my family, and uh, you know I think there's definitely more um, investigating and, and hard numbers done with uh, the future of you know guys that have played football. Rob Ninkovich joining us, uh, recently retired from the New England Patriots, a Super Bowl champion. He's joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. What's the one thing you think you'll miss more than anything else? Sacking the quarterback. That's the uh, guy getting paid to stop you and you you can't stop him or he can't stop you you know you, you can just get to the quarterback and that guy's doing his best to stop you and you're getting there and you know the crowd's going crazy so i'll miss game days and making a play and uh 
being around my teammates. But, you know, the next day after the game, I won't miss that at all, the way you feel. Uh, Rob, you guys are down 28-3. to And, like, by now we've all watched on NFL films that there was still belief on the sideline. But, I mean, have you, have you had the moment to process just how close you guys came to not winning? Like, I, they take a knee after that Julio Jones catch. They take a knee on three plays, kick a field goal. It's very hard to, to fathom you guys coming back. Uh, have you? I mean, it's been a while, but have you processed just how close it came to not happening? I mean, honestly, you look at the last two Super Bowls that, that we had won, there's one play at the one-yard line that is, is, could have been a, a run and what would have happened, but they threw a pass, and it worked out for us. And I'm so grateful for Malcolm and all the things that he's done for the organization and winning. And then you look at the last one, you know, if they just run the ball and, and, and kick a field goal, it's going to be uh, pretty hard to get back. So it, that's just not the way it went. You know, they decided to throw the ball, big sack, holding call, punt, score, two-point conversion, punt, two-point conversion, bang. Overtime we win. It's a beautiful thing. It is a it's like a it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing. Um, what's that feeling like? Like when you win a Super Bowl, when you and and people didn't think possible. And as you point out, like even even going back to the Seattle Super Bowl, there was this sense. I was I remember watching the game going, they should let them score. There was a sense of inevitability they were going to score. It's only a matter of when. Then you talk about the Atlanta Super Bowl most recently, and people thought the game was over. It was almost to the point of turning off the TV set. When, when you close your eyes 10 years from now and talk to those kids who at that point will be 13 and 11 and you tell them what that moment's like when the confetti falls, what will you remember most? It's all your dreams your whole life coming true in one moment. So you, when you're a kid, you think about playing in a Super Bowl, dream about that, and then it becomes a reality. It's, it's almost surreal. So, you know, for me, the first one was unbelievable. The second one was – it was – a great feeling to be a part of such a, a wonderful team and the things that we were able to do, but there's nothing like the feeling of winning your first Super Bowl. It's it's something that you'll you'll forever. It's emotional. You you put a lot of work and hard work to get to that point. So for me, compute complete euphoria. All right, I got to ask you about something. This is this has got to be your next project. You ready for it? What's that? Okay. So 2004, 2005, you played at Purdue. You guys were really, really good. I think you're ranked fifth in the country. Kyle Orton goes on. Huh? Kyle Kyle Orton is third and two. He goes to die for the first down. He gets hit by his. I can't remember who it was. He fumbles. They return for a touchdown, and we lose that game. Yeah. And we lose the next three on the road. Yeah, I, I, I'm not bringing it up to pour salt and wounds, but like the, as, just, as athletes, we all we remember that. Okay, that was like the if Orton holds on to the football, I don't know where Purdue football is now, but it has fallen on hard times since the Joe Tiller days. All right, so yeah. that's got to be your personal project, right, to get Purdue back. I'm not closing the door on that, so uh, I definitely have some options of what I'm going to do. I don't know exactly what, but maybe Purdue, uh, maybe it's my calling to go back there. I don't know. We'll see. It's 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 remarkable. I I knew you would remember. I again wasn't meaning to. Uh, I guess pick a scab a little bit. Look, but everybody remembers. Everybody who knows Big Ten football remembers that moment. And people who don't don't really remember. Like Purdue was really really good. You guys had quarterbacks that would spin it. Uh, you guys were fun to watch. You're like the first team to really throw it in the Big Ten, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we were like that first spread, just wink, like just 
throwing the ball all over the field, winging it. Um, uh, Bartman got a uh, got a Cubs uh, World Series ring. Like the Patriots would never. Did he give? They gave him that. Yeah, they get. It's like a third level ring. They have like player rings, and they have like executive rings, and they have like slappy rings, and he got a slappy ring. But they did give him a ring. Like as a guy who has earned two rings on the football field, how do you feel about Steve Bartman getting a ring? I don't think it would happen with the Patriots. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I'm sure that guy went through a lot. So why not uh, help him out a little bit so people can get off his back? You know. I, I, I agree. Hey, man, enjoy retirement. Enjoy those kiddos. Look forward to hearing what's next for you, and we appreciate you being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. All right, guys. Take care. All right, it's Doug Gottlieb show here at Fox Sports Radio. Funny, right? He knew exactly. Like, that's one of those deals. There's, there's a Baylor moment like that. Um, what was his name? Can you do me a favor, music? Um, I think it was Kevin Steele as a head coach of Baylor. Baylor fans remember, like Baylor, people think right now is the lowest moment and it's embarrassing moments in Baylor football because of what appears to have happened off the field, coaching staff, players, sexual harassment, sexual assault allegations against players when Baylor saw their greatest success in the Big 12. In 19, I'm going to say 99, might be 98, Baylor played UNLV first game of the year in football. And UNLV was actually pretty good back then. And Baylor was, everybody thought, like, this would be the year they actually be decent. They were the, the doormats of the Big 12. They had the game won. They were on the one-yard line. One-yard line in, like, the waning seconds of the game. So instead of just taking a knee, like Falcons could have just taken a knee in the Super Bowl, just taking a knee, they chose to hand it off, go for the touchdown. You know, it's at home, first game of the year. Stick the knife in them. Everybody goes crazy, and you win. Kid jumps up, try to jump over the pile. Ball gets punched out. Pick it up, return it 99 yards for a touchdown. Kevin Steele never recovered. The team never recovered. I think Steele was fired. And eventually they got around to hiring Art Bryles, who, you know, turned the thing around the football field, and we know where they are now. Like, anybody who follows the program remembers that moment. They remember the Kyle Orton moment. Third and two. Number five, Purdue. Number 12, Wisconsin. Orton scrambles, gets the first down, fumbles. They lose the game, lose the next three, never the same. Daryl Morey had some interesting thoughts on the MVP award. Would he have the same thoughts if he had the MVP? We'll discuss next. But first, here are some car laws you might not know. In Alabama, did you know it's illegal to drive blindfolded? Is it legal elsewhere? I don't know. In Oklahoma, it's illegal to read comic books while driving. And in Russia, it's illegal to drive a dirty car. But what if the rest of the country is dirty? I don't know. Um, And here's something else you might not know that's about cars that's really helpful and it won't get you in trouble with the law. True car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True car isn't just for buying new cars with their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars. You'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. Here's something else you might not know. True car users can see what others paid. So they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. There's, they're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with a True Car certified dealer. When you're ready to buy a new or a used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. That's True Car and connect with that True Car certified dealer. 
You're looking to sell your car? There's now a new, better way to do it with True Car. It's fast, it's easy, and it's the best way to price your car from the comfort of home. When you're ready to experience a better way to sell your car or trade it in, check out truecar.com slash trade today. Matt Holliday, New York Yankees, DH, first baseman, left fielder, going to join us in moments. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Daryl Morey had some interesting things to say on the crossover in regards to the MVP. Quote, I don't know if it's a good process. The ones that are decided by players or executives or media, they all have strengths and weaknesses. I honestly don't think there's a good process. You could argue for eliminating awards altogether. I don't really see a good way to do it. It, do, it, it That doesn't have major issues. I like clean awards. If there's not given it to be a set criteria, there's going to be issues on how it's structured for me. It uh, it might be better to not have it. Russell Westbrook got 888 points in the MVP voting. James Harden got 753 points. Blake Griffin said, honestly, we should do away with championships, too. Seems, seems dumb to me. Participation trophies for everybody. Don't at me. Great tweet by. Like, I like Daryl Morey. I do. Um, I don't love what he's doing with the Rockets. I like kind of what he did last year where he's like, look, we got James Harden. He's our guy. Let's just build a team around him, do the best we can. They got third best record in the West. We're disappointed in the playoffs, and now they're kind of scrapping the analytics and just, uh, let's just go get the best players we can. We'll see if it works. Maybe it does. But the idea that his guy, if, if James Harden was the MVP, and James Harden probably should have been the MVP one of the past three years. I Like three years ago, I think James Harden should have gotten it over Steph Curry. This year, I could easily make, I think he probably should have gotten it over Russell Westbrook. Like, what, because Russell Westbrook got some more rebounds? Like, James Harden's team, they didn't have any other stars, and they were better in the regular, it's a regular season award, he was better in the regular season. That's a, that's a, 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 a better argument than, you know, maybe we should just not have it. That's such a parent argument. That's uh, such a parent argument. Well, you know, listen, if you can't, um, if you can't keep your car clean, maybe we just won't have your license. That's just what we will, we'll do there. And I, I understand, like, he's he's a he's a stats guy, and he's like, look, you can look at the analytics and look what we did here, and James Harden did there. It's, it's subjective. We couldn't get out of the way of the triple-double. We just couldn't. We just couldn't. But, like, how are you... You're not going to have any awards because you didn't like the way that the MVP award was given out? Like, should we not give this, well, the sixth man of the year? Well, he's not really a sixth man because he's really like a starter. So we, well, the comeback play of the year. Yeah, but he wasn't hurt that bad. I mean, you can make any argument against any award if you want to. Coach of the year. Well, is the coach of the year the guy who wins the most games or the guy who wins more games than you're expecting him to? And so you give him the coach of the year award. That's very confusing. I don't know if it's a good process. When you say I don't know, just say what you mean. I don't think it's a good process. I think my guy got screwed. And oh yeah, by the way, like it doesn't really matter. Like James Harden's going to make what forty-seven million dollars a year on average in his new contract. Like he's not losing any sleep at night. I mean, he's got his number retired in a strip club for God's sake. How about that story? That's one to which I, I'm not sure. I'm not not sure. That, yeah, I sound like Daryl Morey here. I'm not sure that's a good thing. Music, have you ever been a strip club guy? 
I mean, have I ever been to a strip club? Yeah. Yes, but I've never really. When you went to the strip club, did you have like dollars in your mouth and you're trying? No, to... no, no, definitely not. Ramos, you a strip club guy? No, but I have been to a strip club. Yes, yes. This is like the have you smoked marijuana? Like, oh, you know, in college I experimented once. Like, everybody's like so embarrassed to go. Like, yeah, I went to a strip club. Is illegal, legal. Yeah, it's totally legal. Like, there's no, it's okay. Um, some guys are strip club guys. I'm not a strip club guy. There's not. There's not. It's like going to like the world's greatest buffet and somebody going like, hey, or even just any buffet and go like, hey, but you can't eat the food, huh? Right. And then you don't, and then he, you know, and I'm people are, I'm sure people are saying like, well, you actually, if you pay enough, there are places where you can eat the food. Like, no, one, that becomes illegal. And two, you're not supposed to eat the food. Yeah. Dan Byer, are you a, you a big uh, gentleman's club guy? And like, I, Lisa's probably not listening. Your wife, she's not. Okay. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Um, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat as both John and Ryan. There are I've some been. guys that are like they love a good strip club. Yeah, I don't get it. Extremely awkward for me. And what would be like? Yeah, you, you have to be there five. Like every day. Is that a guy who goes there a lot? Like, what would be? No, your, no, no. Your... There are guys that like every time they go on the road. Like, I okay, just, you know, like. Like, you know, some people want to send postcards. Other people want to get a shot glass on the road. <laughs> there are guys that are like, you know, I go and I check out the, the Gentleman's Club. Okay. And then they'll reference like, oh, man, have you been to Montreal? I have people like, you've been to Montreal? Like, no, why? Like, what's it like? It's French speaking. It's got food. It's got to be great. Oh, the strip clubs are amazing. <laughs> like, that's not really seeing the sights. It's not kind of my, my, I'm more of a foodie. Like, give me a place that's, that's not crazy expensive, but has unique food to the area. Like, again, I'm boring. I'm okay with you. Like, oh, boring. But I don't know if, if a strip club is a good time. But I also, I can't, I would be honest with you and tell you, like, I'm not sure if a club is a good time for me, right? Because all the music seems like it's techno. All the people seem like they're half my age. They're having way, way too much fun. Like, what are you guys on? I'm not just not, I'm not feeling it. Um, in the last five years, Ramos, have you been to a gentleman's club? Not in the last five years. No. Music, music. Your last, well, five years ago, you were in third grade. So, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, exactly. Um, so I did sneak in in the third grade. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've been. I went about a year ago now, actually, a little over a year ago for my brother's bachelor party. Bachelor, brother's bachelor parties. Yeah, kind, kind of cliche, right? And then yeah. you went there. You didn't bring a stripper, stripper back to that. To the... <laughs> no, definitely not. I mean, no, definitely not. Your brother's just has no game, or that's not his thing, <laughs> or what's the what's the story? I mean, we just didn't that was consider bringing them back to the hotel room. It was just you go, and while you're there, I'm also not a big. I think I've only been to two bachelor parties in my entire life. My mine and my brothers. I must not be a good time. They must think that's too much sports talk. I can't think of any bachelor party I've been to. Uh. Yeah. Well, part of it was I lived way away from my friends for most of my young adult life, right? Like I had so many friends that lived in the West Coast and I was either playing overseas or living outside of Bristol, Connecticut. And so like somebody goes like, hey, you want to go to Vegas? And then once you have young kids, you're like, I, I just, I can't be one of those guys like, honey, I, listen, I understand that we have like three, three and under, but I'm going to go to Vegas and throw some, throw some money to the strippers. All right, Matt Holiday is going to join us upcoming next. What was the reaction in the Yankees clubhouse when they added Sonny Gray? Find out after we find out what's trending. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. All right, let's check in with Matt Holiday, who just got done stretching uh, with the New York Yankees. 
team that's won, I think, seven out of eight, and uh, he's recovered from. What were you allergic to in Oakland? Um <laughs> uh... I actually don't know about the allergic reaction, but then I wound up with a, a virus, and who knows, chicken or the egg, whether the virus was kicked in by the allergic reaction or they were independent of one another or what happened, but um, it was a rough stretch there. Dude, um, I mean, like, dude, but, you have some seriously bad luck. Like, for people, I've had to defend your honor, but people were last year, when they signed with the Yankees, like, oh, he's injury prone. Like, yeah, he got hit in the hand with a fastball last year. That's not yeah. injury prone. That's that's target practice. And then, like, this year, you're humming along, having a really good year, and then all of a sudden, like, did you break out in a rash? Did you get, like, what was the actual, what, how did you know you were allergic to something? Yeah, I was in, uh, actually having breakfast, and a couple of the guys were like, dude, your face is all red. And my head was red and, and uh, real puffy, and all of a sudden uh, just was really puffy and red, and, and uh, they gave me a bunch of Benadryl. And, uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know how it happened. Like I said, I just basically had a rash and then got a virus, and uh, who knows? Oh, so it's cra- was, craziness. Matt Holiday joining us yeah. on the Doug Gottlieb Show. What was the reaction yesterday when you guys found out you were getting Sonny Gray? Uh, everyone was really excited. You know, I think guys uh, thought that this might happen. Obviously, we're all uh, pretty tuned in with the MLB Network and all the things that go on. You're pretty tuned in with potential things that could happen, and there was a strong sense that, you know, if, if uh, a deal could be made for Sonny Gray, that it more than likely would be the Yankees. So the guys were excited, and, then, you know, right before batting practice, it kind of got around some of the guys or actually one of the guys that was in the trade has been here uh, rehabbing. And so he was kind of saying goodbye uh, to the guys, and, and so it kind of spread pretty quick. But um, it's always sad to see some of these young young kids, um, you know, kind of go. But at the same time, you're adding a, a potential ace pitcher and somebody that could uh, help us win a World Series, which I think is, is it, you know, makes everybody pretty excited that, uh, you had a, had a guy like Sonny. We have a, we have a really good chance of, of uh, doing some cool things. Matt Holiday joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Judge hit his 34th uh, last night. Um, I mean, obviously the guy has become the story of the league this year. But I know he's counsel. You know, he's sought your counsel. You've kind of helped him through, like dealing with all the interviews, dealing with with being a star. How's he? How's he handled second half of the season? Everybody's prepping for him. The lineup I know has changed. You moved down the lineup uh, going back to yesterday. How's he handling it? Oh, he's handling it great. I mean, he's a great person. I think first and foremost, uh, the most the thing that I admire most about Aaron Judge is, is, the, is the human being that he is and the friend and somebody that is the same every day, whether he gets four hits or no hits. Um, he's all about winning and, and, uh, and the way he carries himself. He was raised by incredible parents and um, just a quality human being, which – you know, I think it's really allowed him to handle uh, the stardom that comes with being, uh, you know, the guy in New York with leading the league in, in most offensive categories and, and uh, six foot seven or six foot eight and 270. He can't go anywhere. I mean, the guy, you know, he doesn't blend in. He's he's uh, he's pulled in a, lots of different directions every single day with lots of different interviews and and uh, and I, I think someone not as, as the whole quality of character. Um, would probably not handle it the way he's handled it. So uh, he's handled it great. And, and I think that, you know, just some of the advice that I've given him is, is that, you know, you got to be careful and taking every 
because he's such a nice person that, you know, he wants to make everybody happy and do um, anything that's asked of him. But I think he's got to have some boundaries and some limits and, and make sure that the focus remains on getting his work done, getting his rest, and, and uh, doing the things that allow him to go out and perform on the field. And, and he's done a tremendous job for such a young guy. Matt Holiday joining us of the uh, New York Yankees, Doug Gottlieb Show. First place New York Yankees joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. You, you've been in – you guys didn't have what the Dodgers have now. The Dodgers are 34 games above five hundred. Uh, they've come from behind 32 times. And this is not necessarily a National League, American League question. It's like you were on the Cardinals, you guys were the best team in baseball, and you, you didn't win the World Series. I'm just wondering, like – what that's like when you're far and away the best team, you know you're going to the playoffs, and it's this time of year, how difficult that is in comparison to, you know, now with the Yankees. Like, look, you guys weren't in first place going back before the break. You are now, but you're playing better now. You're still going to be at a pennant chase as well as, you know, maybe you have the wild card thing. What's, what's better, having that huge lead and trying to figure out how to stay sharp or trying to win your division here late in the year? Well, I think there's obviously positives uh, to both. I mean, if, if you've got a huge lead, then that means you are in the playoffs, which is what we're all ultimately uh, trying to get to. Once you get to the, the tournament, so to speak, then, then you've got a chance to win the World Series. And unless you get into that tournament, you have no no chance to achieve the ultimate goal. So from that standpoint, it's like it's a great feeling. You've got uh, you know, a huge lead. You've got, you know, you're winning tons of games and, and uh, you can rest guys. You can put Clayton Kershaw on the DL, you know, and, and, and let him get fully back to health. And, and, and some of those things are, that are a real advantage. But then at the same time, our advantage is to, to being in a competitive environment night in, night out, um, especially as, as September closes, um, where you you're literally have your backs against the wall, you're playing for your your postseason lives, so to speak, and and I think that there is some carryover to being comfortable uh, playing in such important games late in the season that it can be an advantage as you head into the playoffs, where every game is so important um, that there is not much of a change as far as how the team looks at the game or how each individual looks at you know how how he needs to go out and help the team win. So uh, there's clearly uh, pluses and minuses to both uh, circumstances, but. Um, I, I think, in general, the team that traditionally is playing the best, um, you know, going into the playoffs is is, is one. And uh, some years that is the team that was the best all year, and then some years it's not. So um, it's a long season, and and the playoffs are even a long season part. You know, there's there's you know lots of, of games and rounds. So um, I, I don't know that there's one that's better than the other. But I, I think that there are um, some certain aspects. Uh, that you like on both sides. Matt Holiday joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Do you feel the Red Sox rivalry? Like, you know, you're in St. Louis long enough, but the Cubs weren't really good until your last couple years, right? So there wasn't, it wasn't as much, it was like hammer in the nail rivalry. Uh, and the Red Sox-Yankees hadn't really been the same rivalry since, frankly, the Red Sox won a couple World Series. But, you know, now two teams atop the division, you got Dave Dombrowski calling you guys the Warriors, right? Trying to trying to kind of stoke the fire that you went and added added to to a star studded lineup. Like, be honest with me. Do you feel the rivalry yet? You know, I think it's uh, when you play the Red Sox, uh, feel an energy in the stands a lot like uh, the Cubs and the Cardinals. There's a, there's a kind of a different energy in the stands, and, and there's a, a bit of a buzz that you feel as a player as far as uh, just sort of the coverage and. and uh, 
and the intensity on the streets and just kind of the excitement for the game and for a regular season game that maybe you don't feel against other teams. Um, but as players, um, you know, it's such a competitive league to where if you're not locked in, no matter whether you're playing the Red Sox or a team in last place, um, you know, in, in the West or, or somewhere where you don't play very often, uh, you can get embarrassed. And there's talent in the league that, you know, especially the pitching the way it is these days is so uh, high velocity, high, high skill um, that, you know, as players, you're so focused on trying to go out there and have four good at-bats or five good at-bats and the pitcher, you know, trying to go out there and and try to get his, you know, starter to get through six or seven innings and turn it over the bullpen. Um, but you're so focused fine-tuned focused on, on trying to do those things that, that maybe as a player you don't notice them on the field. But I definitely think there's a buzz in, in, in you know, going to the field, being in the, in, in the streets of New York or, um, you know, Boston or, you know, just being on, you know, on the field for the National Anthem, things like that that feels a little bit different. Uh, you going to play some more first base now? Uh, I, I don't know. You know, with the move for, for Todd Frazier at, at third and Headley sliding over to first, um, I'd be surprised if I played much first the rest of the way. You're but, just you're you just know, getting good at it. I know, I know. When I got sick, I mean, good grief. It's, uh, it's, sometimes it doesn't go your way, you know. I'm just thankful that I'm feeling better and have an opportunity to, to play this game and, and uh, play on a really good team and a really great organization. So sometimes you just count your blessings and, and not worry about um, kind of what's happened and try to try to take every day um, for what it is and focus on what I can do today. Does anybody sound more New York than Todd Frazier? No, he sits right in. I mean, he's just, well, I mean, he's from New Jersey. So, yeah, he's got the uh, the accent and the, and the loud, the volume, and, and uh, everything that you picture from a Northeasterner. He, he is uh, he is that. All right, dude. Well, look, we're, we're glad you're back healthy. Need to get that, uh, need to get that average in OB, OBP up a little bit. Uh, but uh, I mean, they're sliding, sli- sliding, you, sliding you down to fifth. You're like, whoa, 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 Skip, yeah. whoa, Skip. I liked it, liked it when I caught it, got more abs. Hey, good luck tonight, yeah. and uh, we look forward to talking with you in the future. All right, Doug. Matt Holiday joining us in the dugout. So I think I bummed him out mentioning that he moved down to fifth in the lineup. Tough one, right? That is. That's like me coming in and like, hey, uh, Gottlieb, listen, uh, you're gonna go. Uh, Jason Smith's gonna do your show. You're gonna go overnights. Like I, I like. Overnights, not sleeping. Overnights, not sleeping. Jason Smith does have one of the great Twitter handles of all time. At How About a Fresca? Great. Good show as well. Speaking of good shows, what did the Fox say? What did Skip Bayless think about Colin Kaepernick as a starter for the Ravens? Find out next. When you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out truecar.com slash trade today. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Jeff Hassan's been coming at me hard on Twitter, claimed that I was drinking uh, foolish takes. Uh, you know, general baseball guy stuff, really, really upset. He's going to join us uh, in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. So thanks to Cindy Katz for working out uh, joining, uh, to get Jeff Hassan. I like his book. He wrote a book about uh, guys coming back from Tommy John surgery. I think it's called The Arm. It's really good. Really good. Uh, well, also, he's a big he's a big Kansas City Royals fan. Wonk. We'll ask him about the Royals' sudden turnaround to being relevant. It's really, really remarkable. We'll, we'll talk some baseball stuff with him because baseball is actually interesting. But I guess what's most interesting is baseball guys are in complete denial of 
the idea that we have to wonder about uh, Adrian Beltre. Like the rest of, like, maybe he's just the best Dominican player we've ever had. It's possible. Hope it is. I don't think it's crazy to wonder. Definitely not defamation of character. Like, if you didn't do it, then okay, cool. You're not doing it. Like, all right. Don't blame me. Blame all the other guys that did what they did previous to you. Uh, let's get to what the Fox said. And now. <laughs> what the fuck Here's what Skip Bayless said about Colin Kaepernick and uh, where he should start in the NFL. I'm going to say this again. Here, here's the issue operating right before your very eyes. This is just me. I would take Colin Kaepernick over Joe Flacco. I just would. I can show you. I've called him Joe Fluco before, and I was on. This is in 2020 hindsight. I said they are about to make a huge mistake because he's had some hot playoff games, and I cannot dispute any of his playoff games because he has been mostly sensational. He's 10 and 5. His QBR is not great because he'll have fluco games in the five mm-hmm. where you'll say, where did that come from? Right. Well, that's who this guy is. Right. But he's 25 touchdowns to only 10 interceptions in the postseason, which is really, really good. And he did somehow go win a Super Bowl. And I give you that. Although Colin Kaepernick, I thought, got robbed at the end of that Super Bowl and that they should have won it mm-hmm. on a non-call in the end zone. Now, back to fluco. He gets a big contract. He is scheduled this year to make the biggest cap hit in all of pro football, $24.6 million he is to be paid this year. So they have a money issue they're facing. But since that Super Bowl, his record in the regular season is 29-29. and 29. And as you point out, which is a stunning stat, the Baltimore Ravens have missed the playoffs three of the last four years? Really? Uh, yeah, they have. But, I mean, like, look, Eli Manning went, like, what, five years without making the playoffs? I I never thought Joe Flacco was great, but Joe Flacco has been kind of the picture of consistency. He's good for about 25 touchdowns, about 12 to 14 interceptions, and he's a better-than-average quarterback who's performed at his best in the most important time. If we're going to re-adjudicate the Super Bowl, that was 2013. Look what's happened to Flacco since. Look what's happened to Kaepernick since. Kaepernick has twice lost his job, had multiple surgeries. Yes, Flacco had a knee surgery, but came back and has been Joe Flacco. He's fine, and the entire league would view him better than Colin Kaepernick. Flacco's their signature guy. He's their franchise quarterback. They're not bringing in Kaepernick because of that reason. As a matter of fact, I will uh, I will read you the quote that tells you all you need to know about why why Flacco will not have Kaepernick as his backup. Plus, is the NFL finally going to allow marijuana for pain relief? Wait to hear what Roger Goodell had to say in regards to where they stand on the marijuana debate. We'll bring some sense to it. And Jeff Passan will try and hate on me, and I'll crush him. Next. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Dudes are coming left and right because it's we're not supposed to do what sports fans do. Remember the past and wonder if that's what we're seeing in the present. Doug Gottlieb show rolls on. Uh, you can always tweet at the show at Gottlieb show, even the haters. Jeff Passon's going to join us from Yahoo Sports in what, 15 minutes? And he catch just booked him. He's uh, been coming at me hard on Twitter. We might actually talk some baseball aside from just the Adrian Beltre discussion, which is really all it is. 
right? I don't know when we got to the point to which you can't have a discussion about what sports fans wonder. Like, if you're just joining us and you don't know what we're talking about, let me kind of reset it for you. Uh, Yesterday, I stated pretty clearly, I wonder. And I wonder because of all the things I've learned in my 15 years of, 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 of covering sports right? nationally. I wonder. I see a guy who plays for an organization that has had a high number of players test positive for PEDs, comes from a place that has produced high level, not only of top level baseball players, but also the highest percentage of players that tested positive for PEDs. And he has maintained an unbelievable level of consistency at an age in which generally there's drop off, there's fall off, right? And so I wonder aloud, Adrian Beltre, real deal or got some help? Now, to me, speculating or wondering or however you want to, personally, I think that shows that you're a sports fan that knows, understands, respects, and remembers the past. Like, I remember sitting in my uh, apartment. We were in our house. We were in our house. I remember sitting there, and I was watching the home run chase. Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. Do you guys remember where you were when McGuire hit the uh, 73rd home run? Kind of the stinger that went over the left field wall. Right? Kind of felt like it was going to scrape the top of the wall, just got over the top. And then he, like, awkwardly, like, remember, like, McGuire was awkward. We agree there? Like, he was just, he wasn't really smooth with his movements, and he was, like, trying to, uh, bash brother guys and hug guys, and he just was so like he's so beefy. And I remember sitting there with we were in college, we we're college basketball players, and we're like, dude, those guys are juicing. There's just no way. Like Sammy had just massive, massive forearms. And you look at McGuire, you're like, no way, no way, no. And then there was the Andro stuff. They they put Andro in his locker, and like, wait a second, that's that's his that's his deal, which we now have learned. Like the Andro was just to take us off the trail of what he was really doing. I remember when Barry Bonds hit seventy seven home runs. Like anybody with a brain was like, that dude is massive, huge, and he's in his late thirties, and he's just hitting bombs. And all baseball guy would say was, hey, you know. Steroids don't help you hit a baseball. Like, okay. Sure. <laughs> Fine. But every stat will tell you that they help you hit a baseball further. And by do people know what steroids actually do? Ramos, what's your ass- association? Uh, what's your assessment with st- of steroids? What oh, no association. No association, but, sorry. <laughs> uh, assessment would be that it helps you to maintain a high level even when you are, let's say, tired or you maybe can't go a little further, it keeps you at that high pace for a long extended period of time. Correct. That's exactly what it is. So you can train more, hit more, lift more. You don't have days to which you wake up and you're like, oh, everything hurts. Like, look, there's a reason people have used performance-enhancing drugs for years. You know what that reason is? They work. They work. And there's an article, um, there's an article in, like, the London Times this uh, this weekend on the dirtiest race in Olympic history. And it goes through as like the women's 100-meter dash. And like every one of them except for one 
had tested positive at some point in their lives for PEDs. Like, it was crazy. And yet, at the time, at the time, none of those tests were fit. Nobody was tested positive for it. So, I'm a scorned fan of the Olympics. I'm a scorned fan of baseball. I love baseball. I grew up going to games. My dad, my dad, uh, may he rest in peace, would, would have loved to see what the Mets were able to do the past couple of years, even though he'd hate to see them breaking apart the Mets now. I went to the, when the Dodgers last in the World Series, I went to game two. I watched all those games in 03 and 04 with the Red Sox and the Yankees. I watched the home run chase. I remember believing that Ryan Braun, wait, I was like, wait, Ryan Braun, like all that we've seen this in the past. So I don't understand how it's not healthy to at least wonder and ask. And if the answer is no, Hey, I'll, whatever test you want, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not that Adrian Beltre has been able to maintain his body and simply play at a high level into his thirties. And he's helped out by the fact he plays in Texas, which is a hitter's ballpark. Like, okay. I'm not going to stop, I think, at least a portion of America from wondering. It's just not. All right, Jeff Passon's going to join us momentarily. I saw this story from the NFL. I thought it's interesting. Roger Goodell uh, believes that the NFL has been less open to the idea of players using marijuana for a therapeutic tool because it's addictive and unhealthy. That's fascinating. He actually went on, uh, I think, Mike and Mike earlier today, and among the things he said was he said, hey, uh, you know, it's still smoking is bad for you. And he said that we have, uh, it was funny, he used the, like, joint. When he said joint, it was the other, used the word joint. Uh, Some sort of joint assessors that have yet to say that it's healthy enough to use because it has addictive qualities. I mean, look, the problem with Roger Goodell's argument on not using marijuana is it it feels to me, and I think it feels to anybody who listens, like he's he's a public prosecutor or a public defendant, really, public defender, and he knows he doesn't have a strong case, right? That's really what it is. It's, did you guys watch the Aaron Hernandez trial? Yeah, when Aaron Hernandez went to jail for murder, at the end of his trial, the closing argument, his attorney admitted that Aaron Hernandez was at the scene of the crime, even though throughout the entire case, they tried to tell the jury he wasn't him, he wasn't there. But because there was so much triangulation of the cell phones, because his shoe print was there, because his gum was on one of the bullets that was in the car that was driven to the scene of the crime, because there's so much circumstantial evidence that put him at the scene of the crime, only, only upon closing arguments did his attorney change course and say, yeah, he might have been there, but he didn't pull the trigger. It was just a defense to which we don't really have anything else so maybe we'll fall on the grenade saying he didn't shoot the guy. Roger Goodell said, I think you still have to look at a lot of aspects of marijuana. Is it something that can be negative to the health of our players? Listen, you're ingesting smoke, so it's not usually a very positive thing that people would say. 
It does have an addictive nature. There are a lot of compounds in marijuana that may not be healthy for players long term. All of these things have to be considered. It's not as simple as someone who just wants to feel better after the game. We really want our players in that circumstance, but uh, we will want to help our players in that circumstance. But I want to assure that the negative consequences aren't something that is something we will be held accountable for down the road. We have to look at it from a medical standpoint. So if people feel that it has a medical benefit, medical advisors will have to tell you that. We have joint advisors. I love the fact that it's they're called joint advisors. Who wouldn't want to be a joint advisor? Ramos actually has uh, filed that, filed paperwork to be a joint advisor. He's like, yeah, I'll be a, jo- I'll be a joint advisor. No you problem. got me, Doug. Yep. <laughs> I got lots of buddies to be joint advisors. Lots of guys. <laughs> Uh, we also have independent advisors from both the NFLPA and the NFL. We'll sit down. We'll talk about it. But we've been studying it through our advisors. And look, if he said, hey, we don't want weed laced in PCP, right? We don't want these. We don't want to end up like smoking in a chicken coop. Okay. But the idea that you're not open to the possibility that marijuana isn't better for players than Oxycontin, isn't better for players than taking a Toradol shot, isn't better for players than Vicod, massive amounts of Vicodin to feel better. Like that's head in the stand. And I, he, I know he, I know he knows this is not a winning argument, but it's the best possible argument he could go with. But when you go with, "Hey, smoking's bad for you, so you shouldn't do it." Come on, man. That's Aaron Hernandez's lawyer saying. Well, maybe he was there, but he didn't pull the trigger. Jeff Passon's been coming at me on Twitter. Is there a legitimate discussion to ha- be had about players in their late 30s having the success of their late 20s? Find out next. If you're looking to sell your car, there's now a new better way to do it with True Car. It's fast, it's easy, and it's the best way to price your car from the comfort of home. When you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out truecar.com slash trade today. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I can read his tweets, but instead just have him on, right? Jeff Passan's going to join us from Yahoo Sports. Let me quickly kind of set up the argument to people who are just joining us, right? It's unfair for people who just you're popping into your car, you're listening to us online, uh, or you're listening to us on the iHeart app or on the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. You're like, well, what, why are you just are you, you know why are you just arguing with Jeff Passan? Uh, Adrian Beltre hit his three thousandth hit of his Major League Baseball career on Sunday. He's wildly regarded as a future Hall of Fame player. And upon further examination, I just wondered aloud, like, here's a dude who's 38 years old, and though the power numbers are a little bit down this year, he hit 32 bombs last year. Uh, He had 300, was on base 36% of the time. Um, Like, the numbers have not really dropped off. If anything, they've remained constant, and in some ways they've been better in his mid to late 30s. And, like, look, this is baseball. We're scorned baseball fans. Then you factor in he's a Texas Ranger. Rangers have had, I think, five players since 05, 06 suspended for PED use. It's an organization that has turned the other cheek. They even welcomed Sammy Sosa back to hit his 600th home run. He's from the Dominican Republic. That country has not only produced a ton of pro baseball players, the highest percentage of players that tested positive for PEDs in both major and minor leagues are from the Dominican. There's been talks about, hey, is this a Dominican cultural problem? And statistically, again, no fall off. That's what we learned from the steroid era. 
And so I, I have, I n- offered up no proof. I just wondered aloud, hey, is this on the up and up? Are we led to believe that unlike other guys in their mid to late 30s who saw their production maintain and some obviously spike, Beltre is the real deal to which baseball guys have gone crazy. Like Jeff Passan, who's a great baseball guy, uh, wrote the book The Arm. That's like one of my favorites about guys recovering from Tommy John surgery, writes for Yahoo Sports. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Why do you think I've been drinking? (laughs) No, I I don't think you've been drinking, Doug. I think you missed the point. Uh, I, I was saying I know a lot of radio hosts who drink and who say things that are not smart. And I felt like you were saying something that wasn't smart. So I'm wondering if you've been drinking, which is the same way you're wondering is because Adrian Beltre happens to be Dominican and happens to have uh, aged well and is a baseball player that maybe he's taking steroids. And and my point is, uh, let's just get like one thing very clear. When you say, I'm just wondering, yeah. you're doing you're doing more than just wondering, Doug. I mean, come on. You can't say I'm just wondering and act like you're the innocent party here. Well, it's not my fault that other guys have tested positive for steroids causing me to wonder, right? Causing me to You're think. right. Other guys have tested positive. But what does one man's decision or one man's decision from the Dominican Republic or one man's decision from anywhere have to do with another person? Since when does somebody being from a country mean that he is like another person? I hate to say it. There are a lot of people in the United States who are absolutely nothing like me, nothing like you, nothing like anyone else. And just because they make a particular decision does not mean that makes another person likelier to make a similar decision. It, that, that is fair, but is it also fair to say there's been a high number of players that have tested positive from the Dominican Republic? Absolutely, and I'm not denying that. And I understand. I, I said this to you in the tweets. There, there is a problem with steroids in the Dominican Republic, and this is actually what I wanted to come on with you and talk about. Because I, I like, honestly, Doug, I don't want to get into a discussion about Adrian Beltre and performance-enhancing drugs because I really legitimately do not think that's fair. I think it's, it's a stupid thing to speculate about. But you, let me ask you a question here. PEDs bother you, right? Yeah. If PEDs bother you, then why don't you take the time when you're on the air to talk about the number of Buscones, who are the trainers down in the Dominican Republic and Venezuela and Latin American countries, who take steroids and pump them into 14- and 15- and 16-year-old kids in order to bulk them up and get them stronger, throwing harder, hitting farther, and boosting their signing bonus. I, look, why don't we discuss? Why don't we discuss it's, because that? Because it's not. I mean, like, I think it's it's very interesting. Like, if somebody in terms of training players, and it's something that that one, it's kind of gross, right? But it's it's terrible. It's, it's, it's terrible. But I, I, does it make for great sports radio? Right? Like, you try I, and I talk know, but, about. But Doug, like, I guess like I people guess will say a- people will ask me like, well, why would you talk about Adrian Bell train now? Well, because it's the only time. It's it's crazy. Like, here's a guy who statistically has is a great player, right? Like, well, there's no disputing. The stats will tell you he's a Hall of Fame player. He's a great player. But no one has ever mentioned Adrian Beltre on national sports radio until he gets his 3,000th hit. And then you start to look at it, you're like, oh, wait, look at those numbers. They're not going down. Everybody else gets older. So I'm not saying which, what you're talking about is not interesting, but is it interesting to the national sports radio listener? And I've been trained to, to think it isn't, even though and, and you know, it's interesting and you know to what, me Doug, and you. Doug, Doug, here's the thing, though. 
I feel like you're letting the tail wag the dog here. And you know what? So many times people in the general sports media will criticize Fox for having the hottest takes or talking about the stupidest things. And I'm challenging you here to break out of that and to say I'm not going to fall prey to throwing something out there just because I know it's going to rile people up. You can be better than that, and you can do better than that. And us sitting here and talking about this, which is a real human being issue, as opposed to the crap about is Adrian Beltre or not on steroids, when we have absolutely no proof, no sense that he ever would do anything, no evidence, nothing substantive. That's my challenge to you. Well, can you do but, that? But, Are you but, willing to well, do well, that? But but why is it why is it not fair to ask the question about Adrian Beltre, considering the, the factors that we listed before? Like because none of those factors has any evidence behind it, Doug. There is literally the, the not fact that, a shred of evidence. The fact that he does wit of evidence. Wait, the there fact is, that he doesn't age. The fact that like he's like he's the guy who who's beating Father Time. Hey, hey, hey Doug, where did Adrian Beltre play his ages twenty six through thirty one season? Uh, Seattle. That's right. And Seattle, in Safeco Field, at that time, before uh, de- the fences dead went ball, out, dead ball was no question. awful place to hit. No Where has he played since then? Uh, Texas, great place to hit. Texas and Boston, two fantastic places to hit. Adrian Beltre has moved environments into a better place to hit. Now, here's the thing, Doug. I, I am not going to come out and say that anyone, and I mean anyone in baseball, Dominican, Venezuelan, American, Japanese, I don't know if guys have used or not. I don't know. I'm not going to say that any of them are clean. But similarly, I'm not going to say any of them are dirty either unless I have the evidence. And that's what bothers me about your argument when you're saying sports writers 20 years ago uh, didn't ask the right questions. I, I think you respect me as a journalist, right? Is I that fair to say? Correct. Uh, Doug, also, I asked 20 years ago, I, you, were too, you were too young for it. It was, it was, more, <laughs> it was, more, it was more like, uh, who's the guy, Mike Vaccaro from the Daily News or the New York Post who came at me. It's like... These are these are not look. It's one of those deals where it, it's no, not, no. But here's here, let me let me finish that point though because yeah. it's an important point. Twenty years ago, they may not have asked those questions. I don't know. I was I was still I was young at that point. I was in high school at that point. But you cannot make a judgment today for the sins of your forebears. You can't use what happened in the past to frame your argument today. What, because why not? I ask. I, because I ask all the time, Doug, and you know what scares me? The fact that I'm either being lied to, the truth is being hidden from me, I'm not a good enough reporter to go and get it. All of those things scare me, and I think every other journalist who's working out there these days, because we don't want to be on the watch when there's another steroid scandal. We don't want to be accused of having turned a blind eye. What's also our responsibility, though, is to make sure that we treat everybody as fairly as possible and not to throw around accusations that are as serious as this. Because you know what's going to happen tomorrow? There are going to be headlines on Google News. And if you search uh, on a website anywhere, uh, Adrian Beltre on steroids. And you know why it's going to be out there? Because you presume to guess it. 
There was no evidence behind this guess whatsoever. But because you had a question in your mind, you didn't ask yourself, is this a fair question to ask? You didn't ask yourself, is this the right thing to say to somebody who I have no evidence against? But you said it anyway, and that's what bothers me about this yeah, whole see, thing. There, see my, there's nothing, my, my way there's look, nothing my, person. There is nothing personal about this at all, Doug. I just think you can be better than this. No, see, my, my way of looking at it is it's either it's the either the greatest compliment Adrian Beltre could ever receive or it's exposing something that others are unwilling to ask, right? Like if you say, hey, to be this good, you got to be like, are you on something? Then Adrian, if I'm Adrian Belcher, like that's the greatest compliment ever, anybody could ever give me. I'm so yeah, good, okay, I must be okay, on something. Okay, so, so let, me, let me ask you this. Let's say— Like, like I, didn't I people you... do that with Eric Thames early this year? Like— like other yeah, players I know. asked it, Eric Thames the question because he, yeah, of course, he, of course, and it pissed him off to no end as it should because if he's not on something, it's not a compliment; it's an accusation. I don't think I think it's a compliment. Wait, like, dude, okay, you went I, from, you went from being an from from a, from a guy who couldn't make the bigs to for a time period leading the big the major leagues in home runs. Like Eric Thames had a breakout season this year. Right, you went from doing one thing to another. Did you do it using something that is unethical, illegal, and immoral? And that's what the question. Is. And and his his answers were that's not no, a compliment, I, Doug. That's not uh, a compliment at all. That's an accusation. Nah, it's all it's all how, it's all how you look at it. Like if you if you if you didn't do anything wrong, it's not an accusation, right? Like somebody. No, but you're no, but you're by asking the question alone, you are implicitly accusing somebody of doing something. But you're asking the question in your mind anyway, right? Like you don't. Just, you, no, didn't, just, you didn't. Yeah, when you saw. But, when but you Doug, like, Doug, like you said, asked, you've studied. You studied baseball <laughs> far more than I have. Okay, we're not disputing yeah. that. Okay, so when you saw Eric Thames come back from playing overseas and just hitting bomb after bomb after bomb to start a year, and you saw how his body has changed, you asked the question. His body, his body, his body, his body hasn't changed for what it's worth. Okay, but go ahead, continue. So when he goes from that to being a prodigious home run hitter, albeit during a shortened period of time, you didn't ask that question in your mind. No, I didn't ask that question in my mind. Okay. I asked, I ask, I ask a billion questions in my mind. I ask, okay, what has changed in his swing? What has changed in his approach? I, I mean, I ask all kinds of things, but that's not the one that jumps to the forefront of my mind, and that's certainly not one that I'm going to go out there and put there because I understand that it is the scarlet letter. And, and as somebody who I'd like to think is responsible and, and who carries that responsibility with a great amount of import, I'm not going to use the credibility that I'd like to think I've built up throughout the years and, and put that on somebody. Because I feel like when somebody with my platform, with your platform, goes out and says something like this, we are bringing the heft of our personal reputations and our employers behind us. And I don't want to be the person who says uh, or, or who asks that question when, uh, you know, when it reflects poorly upon everyone else. And I, honestly, I think this does reflect poorly on you. I think I, 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 I don't I'm, think I'm, that's, that. Listen, that, that can be that can be your opinion. My, my opinion is if guys if guys not doing anything, then the answer is. I'm not doing anything. I just continue to work every day. Okay, okay, and, so, okay so Doug, and, and here's you're my welcome, question. You're welcome it, to looking it, into my medical records that, that prove that I haven't that I haven't done anything. It's it's that, a very, oh, it's a very that, hold on. That's what he has to do. He has no, to he open his medical have, records for you to look no, at. He doesn't. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do anything. I I think it's. I just. I think you're going crazy over the fact that it's absolutely that most sports fans are so scorned by baseball players and their past success in their mid to late thirties. That you look at guys that are having success in their mid to late thirties, and you're like, "Well, I don't, I, I, I have trouble." It's a lot like how we look at the Sunday morning preacher. 
not all Sunday morning preachers skimming off the top. Hey, not all Sunday morning preachers are phonies, but there have been enough phonies out there to which we don't, a lot of us in in the mainstream, like we just have trouble buying into the fact that they're the real deal. I think that's, it's it's politicians are the same way. Not all politicians are bad, but enough politicians have been bad to which we look at them and we struggle to to think that they're the real. They're they're as honest as the day is long. And I I I think baseball players, unfortunately, because of previous baseball players and other players who weren't on it, calling out the players there were, and frankly, people in our business not calling out the people that were. And like, look, we just let Pudge Rodriguez in the Hall of Fame. Everybody knows Pudge Rodriguez did it. And, and like, everybody just looks the other way. It's like, okay, well, he was so good, and he was so nice, and he was so awesome on defense that we'll let that, let, let that pass. And so you're, so you're, okay, you're okay with people today paying for the sins of their fathers? We all pay for the sins of our fathers. We all pay for okay. the sins of our fathers. And, and number, number two, this is, this is what I really wanted to ask you, yeah. and I think this is an important question. I know, I know you're not a journalist. I understand that. But if you went into the Texas Rangers clubhouse and you walked up to Adrian Beltre, and you said to him, very plain and simple, have you used performance-enhancing drugs? And he said no. Would you take him at his word? I, would, I, I wouldn't ask a yes-no question. Um, Why? That's the, that's the whole point you're be, making here. This is a very yes-no question. That's, good, that's a good point. Um, I'd probably have a good discussion about it. What, what, do you think about, uh, what do you think about the characterization of Dominican players? And, and and I think and I think Adrian Beltre, Doug, is somebody who I sat down with for almost an hour uh, a couple of weeks ago before he he hit his uh, th- had his three thousandth hit. I think he would sit there and tell you it's a tragedy. I think he would sit there and tell you that the poverty in his country is is the saddest thing he knows, and and that the fact that Major League Baseball is there to provide any number of Dominican players with uh, a life they couldn't have imagined and a dream to get off of an island that is a third world country shows that major league baseball is good but i think he would also say that major league baseball has failed in a lot of ways allowing the culture that has run rampant in the dominican republic to continue to and that major league baseball needs to step up in that regard and become a larger voice there and hold more people accountable there so that the steroid culture that is in the dominican republic i'm not questioning that so that that steroid culture does get better over time. I think that's what he would tell you. And I'm not saying that knowing that, having heard that from him, I'm saying that because I think Adrian Beltre is a really conscientious, interesting, intelligent person, and that he's given this a lot of thought. Okay. I'm like, and I think that's the exact discussion that, that, that sensible people would have. They wouldn't get Then have that discussion on the radio instead of this crap, is he using or not? But there, wasn't, there wasn't this crap about using or not. The crap, yes, the crap, was, the crap was exactly what, exactly what you agreed with me, which was there's a, a big number of Dominican, there's a problem with Dominican players and the use of steroids, whether it begins with their trainers or begins with their need to get off the islands. There's sports baseball fans carrying the bias of what happened 15, 20 years ago into what could happen today, and there's the there, there's and because the, Adrian and because Adrian Beltre got three thousand hits and he's playing well when he's old. I'm going to say he might be doing it. To, to wonder aloud, I don't think that's. <laughs> I just don't think that's crazy. Like you act like it's crazy. We're going to disagree that it's not crazy. And I know there are plenty of people that agree with you, but there are actually plenty of people that agree with me. It's not crazy I, to think I'm, about. I'm sure. I, I'm sure there are. They're just as wrong as you are, Doug. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Really appreciate it. Jeff Passan from Yahoo Sports joining us. And I like, okay. I 
kind of thought he agreed with me more than he thought he did. And I'm sure I agree with him more than he thought, that more than I thought I would. Uh, we'll take a couple of your calls, 877-996-6369, 877-99-ON-FOX. Yeah, I would be more than open to having a discussion with Adrian Beltre. My challenge to him would be like, hey, if you want to change the culture in the Dominican Republic, players coming over, then you know who needs to do it? The players from the Dominican Republic who have seen success over here. It's like one of the things that like I just, I never understood about Sammy Sosa. Right? Sammy Sosa came from nothing, made it to something. I believe Sammy Sosa ended up ruining uh, what we think of so many players that have gone along his path, right? But there was never a discussion of, hey, look what I had, look what I came from, and look what I have now, and should I have done it? Probably not, but I did it, and here's why I did it. Take a couple of your calls first, though. Let's, uh, let's find out what's trending. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. All right, let's, uh, let's get our boy Dan Beyer in here kind of quickly, find out what's going on in the press. The press. Doug, Cam Chancer's got a new deal with the Seattle Seahawks. Three-year extension worth $36 million. He'll get $25 million guaranteed as he was entering the final year of his contract. And this is one of those deals. Didn't get paid two years ago. Final year of the contract. Obviously, you get stuff worked into signing bonuses to help the team out. Um, what happens in football? It's one of those deals to where the, the holding out two years ago really hurt his team. Like, really hurt. Remember that our defense was bad to start the year? Uh, so... I understand players trying to get paid in guaranteed money and rework their contracts and they feel they overachieve, but you're likely not to get that contract reworked until the final year. The Falcons are getting a new stadium. The Mercedes-Benz Stadium should be uh, ready soon. And I say should because, Doug, we found out today they're still trying to put the roof together. It's going to be a a contracting roof almost. Yeah, where it's, it. yeah. yeah, but it's not going to be able to open until later out of the season. So the Falcons have to play their games in September with the roof closed. What? They can't get it open? <laughs> that is, they, they still have more to do with this crazy roof, and so they're not going to be able to open it up for play until uh, I'm later on what, in the I season. I don't love, everybody's in love with the big video board that's way at the top of it. I don't. you got to look up. I don't, I don't like it. I just, I'm, I'm sure it's amazing, but the, like, I, wanna, I want the video board to be as close to field level as possible. I just, I'm sure it's an amazing place. Having a retractable dome that doesn't actually retract We've had that. Remember, uh, Montreal had that Olympic Stadium where the Expos used to play. It was actually retractable. It was like the first retractable dome, and it didn't retract after the Olympics. A couple more for you before we wrap it up. Bloomberg reports that Beyonce is considering purchasing a small portion of the Houston Rockets. Franchise is up for sale. She'd have to be a part of a group, Doug. She doesn't have all the money to buy the Rockets, but she'd like to at least buy a small portion of it. Who wants to buy it? Bloomberg race at who? Uh, Beyonce. Ah. Yeah, there you go. Queen B. Yeah, the, the problem with Beyonce and all these the, the stars that want like they actually have to throw in legit money, and they're so used to not throwing in legit money. Beyonce <laughs> and Jay Z, they got some legit cash if they want to put in. But I thought he was part of the ownership group for the until he sold. He was with the Nets, but now yeah. he's like an agent, so he can't. I wonder if she can with Mary, being married to Jay Z. Final one for you. Pitcher Hugh Darvish going to make his Dodgers debut Friday night in Queens against the New York Mets. He'll also wear number 21 for the Dodgers. Uh, 11 was already taken. I like that he's going to make his debut in New York, right? Tough little Mm -hmm. debut. 
That's awesome. That's Dan Byer with hey, the press. Yeah, impressed. My, thanks to, the press. my thanks to Jeff Passan for joining me, arguing with me. Matt Holiday joining me live from the stadium, Yankee Stadium. You can download the podcast, Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. We had somebody else, too. Oh, Rob Ninkovich joined us. Uh, Rob Ninkovich, who plugged another network while joining us. Uh, but still, we talked about the downfall of Purdue football and what it's like to walk away. And we clowned, uh, what's my man's name? The kid from LSU. We clowned who said, I, you know, if I could, Jamal Adams is like, yeah, I'm going to die one place. I'm dying on a football field. Like, that, that's something you only say when you're 21 years old. You only say when you're 21 years old. The rest of us are like, uh-uh. uh I, I personally, I, I'd like to live to be 100. I like to, and live really, really well. Back with more tomorrow. We'll see who we can piss off. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.